Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Green Acres Dairy Calf to Beef participant Shane Crenny from County Carlow. As dairy calves start to arrive on farm, Shane gives some tips when it comes to rearing calves and an update on his farm. Shane, you're very welcome. Can you tell me about your dairy calf to beef system? We're rearing autumn calves, uh, mostly Frisian bulls. Um, we're buying 100 110 this year, um, and are kind of brought through through to beef then under two year olds so or kind of off grass at the end of the, the end of the second summer. And what are your key targets, Shane, and what are your finishing targets along throughout the system? Yeah, well, the finishing target is, I suppose, we get him get him away under 24 months anyway, so usually 22, 23 months. Uh, the target is kind of a, a carcass of sort of maybe 320, but there's kind of getting carcass away isn't a problem anyway on them kind of catalysts. Usually we surpass that target, getting a a fat cover is the is the big issue with them. They're kind of there be a sort of Holstein Friesian type of a calf mostly that you get in the autumn anyway. Um, then I suppose the targets throughout their life. Then um, from the time they arrive on the farm till they're weaned, you'd be kind of trying to hit that point seven of a kilo a day. Um, and then from turnout, I suppose until they come back in for their first winter, probably around point nine. 0.9 of a kilo, uh, 0.6 or the first winter, and then you'd be hoping to to well exceed a kilo a day at grass in in the second winter, right up to up to finishing. That's great, great Shane. And I suppose while most farmers in dairy calf to beef production systems are purchasing calves in the spring from the dairy herd, why have you chosen the autumn system? I suppose originally it was just I kind of had there was a lack of housing on the farm, so it kind of suited in that way. Only I suppose that. You only had weanlands over over one winter, and they were kind of gone then off farm before the second winter would come. Um, where the spring system, I suppose, you'll have your weanlands, and then you'll have your your cattle heading for two year old that are back in for finishing. Um, that was the main reason. Um, I just found that I suppose you've you've hardier calves going out to grass as well. Um, my calves are, you know, to be. October, even some September, maybe October, November barns. So by the time they go to grass in February, March, you know, they're four, five, nearly six months old. Um, so you have very few issues that grass. They're they're kind of they're ready to they're ready to kind of convert grass at that stage. Um, it's more or less straight out and meal maybe for three or four weeks, and then they're cut off at that hand. It's grass only for the rest of the year. Um, so you get a huge amount of of your growth rate is kind of is from grass rather than in the shade on silage or or meal, um, that was probably the main reason. Most definitely. And what are your key tips when sourcing calves that you've sourced this year? The last couple of years, now more or less all the calves are coming kind of direct off farms. So um, this year, I think there was there was four farms that came off, um, which is a you know that's, that's a huge help. Um, it's great to get out onto a farm and you can have a look at the cows and you know meet the people meet the farmer that's producing them I suppose and you get a fair understanding of the kind of standard of, of care and their attention to detail what they're kind of doing um, you know you can have a chat with him maybe about 
um, vaccinations with the with the cows maybe vaccinated for scours um, and the amount of colostrum they're getting and that kind of thing is um, a big help rather than buying them I suppose off maybe dealers or direct from the mart um, and we found kind of generally if you can go into a farmer's yard he might keep it you know he might keep a batch of 10 together for you um, and that one batch then of 10 can come straight home into a pen together and they stay together right through from you know the time they arrive in your farm right through to when they're weaned um, so I avoid an awful lot of stress on, on calves calves really don't like they really don't like being mixed they're, they're kind of they all know each other I suppose in their own groups and it's it's a huge benefit if you can keep them settled into one group I suppose and once they arrive on farm what do you feed the calves and how are they managed? Yeah well usually the day they arrive, usually I try to get them in the morning, so that first feed in the evening, um, they'd get sort of 800 grams of, of milk replacer. Um, so if you start them off, I suppose, the first that day and the next day, they're on 600 grams split in, in two feeds, morning and evening, and then gradually building them up to, to 750 grams over maybe the course of three days. Um, and then they're kind of on a program then where they're that gradually reduced back down as they start to pick a bit of meal um, and they're kind of weaned around. When the youngest calf in the batch is, is eight weeks old, they're generally weaned in all all going well. Um, and I suppose when they come in then, uh, the first day I do as little as possible with him. I just, I offer them milk in the evening. If they don't drink, I don't really push them to drink. Um, and I do nothing else with them. They're in on a, a good bed of straw um, and then the next day then feed them in the morning and try giving their, their intranasal vaccine then for, for pneumonia and that's more or less it then until they maybe give them a week to settle before we go with anything else in terms of vaccinations or um, dehorning or anything like that. Try and just leave them alone as much as possible. Let them settle fully. Most definitely, Shane. And I suppose calf rearing is one of the most critical times for a dairy calf to beef system. And it's also one of the most labour intensive tasks. How do you manage labour on the farm? I suppose it is labour intensive, but I, I don't mind it. It's very, um, it gives a great routine to the day, I suppose. You have your maybe hour and a half, two hours in the morning uh, to feed and do your checks and a bit of bedding and whatever has to be done. And the day maybe an hour and a half in the evening. Um, I don't mind. I think it gives a great a great routine to the day rather than even we have a few sucklers there and you know you never know really what's facing you when you go out in the day. Um, like the great thing with the calves at least when they're finished up at 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening you have your bits done with them no matter what's going on you turn off the light in the shed and, and you go in home. That's, you know you're finished and there's not much you can do for them really over the night um, which I, I think that's greatly compared to trying to calve cows or if you're lambing yours or whatever. You know, you're up late at night and you, you just don't know what you're facing into from day to day. The calves, you have a great routine. I know it, it can be kind of labour intensive, as you, as you said, like, but it's very much, you know, it's, I suppose every day has that, that routine to it. Like, you know what, what you're going to be doing and you can organise yourself around it. And you mentioned there, Shane, the importance of giving the vaccines, and I suppose your mortality levels on the farm are low. What do you credit this to? 
Yeah, sure. There's a number of different factors, I suppose. Um, I suppose a certain amount of it is, is down to luck, I suppose. If you you could be very unlucky and buy a batch of calves that just come in wrong and calves are very soft animals. If a, if a virus gets into a shed, it really does spread through them. And we've had problems, I suppose, with that too from, from time to time with scours and different things. But um, I think, yeah, the vaccinations are, are definitely one part of it. Um, we've given the, that intranasal shot and then they get their, their double double injections in for their pneumonia vaccination. So last year we only gave them the, the intranasal shot and got away grand with it. Um, did the same this year and all oh, calves were 110 came in and they all were perfect right through to weaning. But um, they're just after Christmas we actually two rare calves died within a week of each other and we sent the sent one of them down to the lab there in Kilkenny and it came back as pasteurella. So that's what we missed out on by not going with the with the double injection, I suppose, after the intranasal vaccine. So we had to go back and do them again anyway. Um so I suppose they are very important but um they're only part of it. Like uh, I think that thing of getting calves from a small number of farms haven't come in in their batches that they're going to stay in. Um, have a big bed of straw like I put a bale a bale per pen so they're 15 by 15 foot pens like I put a full round bale of straw in each of them um, then getting your feeding program with the, the milk replacer kind of trying to get that right you don't want to give them overfeed them I suppose the, the first couple of days um, but still they have to get enough to, to keep themselves warm um, and then it's just avoiding stress I suppose on them trying to leave them alone as, as much as you can. You don't want to be in upsetting them like um and I suppose the ventilation in the sheds then is, is huge as well. That's great Shane and I suppose attention to detail is key for the system also. It is, yeah. I suppose even getting the getting calves into a routine. Like they're a lot more settled if they if they know what time they're going to be fed morning and evening, they're far more settled, like they're they're kinda of up and awake and ready for their milk at that time in the morning like I do with feed maybe whatever it would be half seven eight o'clock and you know they're they're ready to they're ready to drink at that time and the same in the evening um, and then I suppose you have your hygiene then um, so I suppose on the the milk feeders um, I'm feeding ten at a time just with a with a teat feeder a ten teat calf feeder um, and every maybe every second day I disinfect that, wash it out, disinfect it. No, we wash it out every day, but we disinfect it every second day and then change the teeth maybe maybe twice or so while the calves are, are being reared. Um, definitely if I was changing from one batch to another anyway. Well, I, I have two 10 teeth feeders that feed the 110 calves, but I try to use one for maybe 50 and the other for the other 50 or 60 um, not mix them and then change the teeth maybe twice in that period as well. Um, and then I suppose getting the shed ready then for the calves um, they'll be they'll be cleaned out power washed and I try to power wash it early in the year like maybe the middle of the summer um, disinfect it and then leave it to, to dry out for as long as possible come back in disinfect it again then before the calves come in and then a big a big bed of straw on it um, all them things are important I suppose as a there's a lot of little bits, I suppose. You have to have them all right for, for things to go well. 
most definitely, Shane. I suppose we've seen the costs rise significantly in the last few months. And what's your plan for the year ahead? The system I'm in is kind of, it's the system I'm in. I'm going to have to kind of go ahead with what I was doing every year. Um, I was lucky enough with the, the milk replacer is, is gone very expensive as well, but I was lucky enough there to have them rare in the autumn. It wasn't near as bad. Um, then I suppose fertilizer is the other the other major one, but um, you'd like to be, I suppose, targeting the, the paddocks with maybe the fresher grass and the ones that you know are going to, to get a kick from the fertilizer. Ones maybe with good soil fertility and everything else. Um, but like that, I suppose that's one of the downsides to the autumn the autumn calves like I'm facing out now we have a very high stocking rate early in the year um, whereas I suppose if we're in a spring system kind of still bringing cattle through to beef a two year old all you have going out now are, are your wean and so your rare calves from last year um, you know your spring calves are only starting to come through they're not going to have a, a high demand for grass until May, June um, whereas I have the rare calves now like I said they're four, five, six months old. Plus I have the yearling cattle, so last year's rare calves. So they're all kinda they're all looking for grass now at the minute. Um so I've kinda no option really other than to, to go heavy with fertilizer. That's the system I'm in and for this year I'm gonna have to just stick it out I suppose and, and plow ahead with it. Um that's I suppose that is the main the main downside or one of the main downsides anyway I suppose to to the autumn calves. And what's your plan for grazing for the next weeks and months ahead? I would have cattle out already as well the last couple of weeks only. We've been kind of busy there putting in a, a farm roadway and paddocks and new drinking trucks and stuff and I'm just not set up for them. But um, I'm hoping the first of the, the rare calves now will be going out, well, hopefully tomorrow morning now if, I, if I'm set up for them. Um, and then maybe next week I'll start letting out a few more um, I just done the first kind of farm cover there yesterday, um, and I was, I was a little bit disappointed. It was a bit behind where I thought it'd be, um, but I'll probably now this evening I'll make up a a plan for, you know, maybe the first rotation and see see how we get on. But um, should be hoping that the whole place grazes by maybe the second week in April anyway at the latest. So I may kind of get stuck out now fairly quickly anyway that's great Shane and thanks very much for such an insight into what you're doing on your farm and some key tips oh well thank you that's all for this week's episode and my thanks to Shane for joining me on the show you can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google podcasts as well as Spotify don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show for all other updates from our beef programme keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.